0: Welcome to my mom's show. <laughs> Hi ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, welcome to episode number 93 of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Hosche and if you're a regular, welcome back to the show and if you're a first time listener, welcome. I have to apologise to everybody, I still sound a bit sick. I'm hoping that by the time this comes out I'm feeling a hell of a lot better but I'm actually recording this in Perth when I'm still sick because this week's episode is all about camping and I really wanted to talk about it with you guys while it was still really fresh in my mind. I've had so many questions from you about how is camping or, you know, I really want to go, but I'm scared to go by myself. So I really wanted to talk with you about it for a little while to just assure you that (laughs) it's going to be okay, but there's things that you can do to make it really awesome. And I know that I've learned a lot from my first camping trip solo, and I really want to share them with you because I think the more you know about it and the more you prepare yourself for it, the better it can be. So that's why I wanted to do this solo episode on camping. So get comfortable. I'm going to share all my tips with you now. I've also been writing a blog post, which I'm hoping will be published by the time this comes out. And if it is, I'm going to link to it in the show notes as well so you can read all about it. Okay, let's get into it. Right, so... In New South Wales, we, a few weeks ago, had the school holidays. Um, they're currently on right now whilst I'm recording this, but by the time this comes out, the school holidays will be done and dusted. And I took my daughter for a two-night camping holiday. Now, that is a bit of an oxymoron to me because I don't like camping <laughs> that much. I wouldn't think of it as a holiday. So I'm going to kind of refer to it as a camping trip. And I want to be really upfront with you. It wasn't easy for me. And there were times where I was there where I was like, this really sucks and I don't want to do this again. But there were other moments where it was really fun. You know what? I speak for myself and I just want you to be aware that you might be completely different to me. Like you might be a really outdoorsy person. I'm generally kind of outdoorsy. You know, I feel like I'm quite skilled in a lot of things. I worked in the mining industry for a while but I still like, you know, probably more the finer and more comfortable things in life. And that includes a bed and that includes clean feet. And the first thing that you should know about going camping is that your feet and your kid's feet are going to be dirty (laughs) for the entire time, pretty much. So if you're a bit OCD like me, if you just are aware of that and know that that's going to be the reality, then I think it, you're already well on your way. <laughs> okay, so the last time I went camping was with an ex-boyfriend who I had when I was like 20. So it was almost 15 years ago that we that he and I went camping together. And you know, when I mentioned that I was going to go camping just with my daughter, a lot of my family, my friends were like, "Julia, what are you doing? Like, why don't you go with a single mum friend? Or why don't you go to a cabin? Or, you know, what about glamping? That sounds a lot more, you know, easier for you to do. And I was like, yeah, but it, at that point, I kind of already had it in my head that it was something that I really wanted to do. And initially, I'd actually tried to tee up some dates with a couple of single mum friends of mine, but it didn't work out. And I knew that this was going to be the one of the only opportunities that I would have in quite a while because our school holidays are pretty much taken up with, you know, her visits with her dad. There were a whole lot of weekends in May that were already gone and I didn't want to go when it was too cold. And I just thought now's the time I was feeling motivated. (laughs) I was feeling inspired and I thought I'm going to do it now because I don't know when the next time is that I'm going to feel good about doing this. So It was also, you know, really important to me to do it because I really wanted to make my daughter happy. She'd been begging me to go camping for almost a year. And I'd actually mentioned to her dad, I was like, look, she wants to go camping. I mentioned it to him about six months ago. Um, I was hoping that he would be really excited and you know, that he would take her, but he seemed really surprised. He was like, you want to go camping to her? And she was like, yes. And that's kind of the, that was the end of it. Um, he never talked about taking her or anything like that so I kind of I knew that if she was going to go camping it would have to be with me so that's why I decided to take her I wanted to make her happy and I wanted to do this for her I also feel really strongly about not wanting her to miss out on things just because she doesn't live in a traditional family unit. You know, just because she doesn't have a dad who is around to do these kind of things with her, to me it seems unfair that she misses out on things. So that's why I really wanted to take her as well. And I also wanted to kind of show her that, you know what? Like girl power, women can do this stuff. We don't need a man to take us camping. We can do it on our own as two girls, we we've got this, you know. So that's kind of why those were like why those were my why's now you'll probably hear me speak a little bit about some negatives but there's I want to just you know well maybe I'll cover the benefits at the end actually so what I wanted to share with you and my key sort of takeaways. Now, the first thing I learned was even though I'm really glad that I did it on my own and it was one of those empowering moments in life where you've done something and you go, Oh, okay, well I've done that. So now I can do anything, you know, not so much anything, but I was really proud of myself that we did it and it did empower me. But I would suggest that if you can go with another single parent family or any other family, really, I would do it. Um, It's really hard to do on your own. I don't want to lie to you. And again, I'm speaking for myself, but probably the hardest thing, I mean, the pack up, you know, like the setting up, I should say, well, the packing up the car. And then that takes ages. And then the unpacking the car and then setting up everything, it's it's really hard on your own. And even doing the tent was pretty hard for me. And, you know, one of my friends who's a single mom lent me the tent. She's quite a seasoned camper. You know, I said, is this tent easy to put up? And she said, yeah, it's really easy to do on your own. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Um and I was kind of thinking I'm so grateful by the way if you're listening Rachel thank you for lending me the tent but I was expecting like a little two two man tent two woman tent and this thing was massive it was like a house um and it was really hard for me to do on my own because I I've never really been involved in the tent putting up in is that a word in the <laughs> anyway It's something that I've never done by myself. It's something that I've never been in charge of. And I've really just sort of sat back in the past and let other people do it for me. Because when I used to go camping, I was a kid with my family and I didn't really, wasn't involved in that. And then when I went with my boyfriend, he kind of did it. And I might kind of, I might've, you know, held a poll here or there, but I definitely wasn't really looking at the instructions and going, okay, this is what we have to do. So it was hard for me. And, um, it, it was, you know, there were times where, like, I was saying to my daughter, can you hold this pole because I need to, you know, click these things in together and she was holding them and it was just leaning over, like, she didn't have the muscles to hold it on, like, pull it back, you know, as much as it needed and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I would, if you can... Go with someone, having another adult around would just have been so helpful. Even with things like um, you have to kind of take your child with you wherever you go. So, the campsite that I went to had a little wash up area. It's kind of like a public toilet area, like not a toilet, I should say, like a public bathroom area just with sinks though, and hot water to wash dishes. So whenever I went there, I was like, come on, she had to come with me. Every time I went to the toilet, I was like, come with me. She had to go to the toilet, came with her. Showers, you know, the unpacking, the packing away, it it all had to be done with her. And, you know, maybe that is because I can be a little bit of a helicopter parent at times, but she's only five and I wasn't feeling confident to just leave her in this huge, you know, national park whilst I you know, go and have a shower. So yeah, I think if you can go with the family, just do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> if we ever go again, I'm going with another family, I can tell you that. Okay, the other thing I would say, accept help. Okay. The one thing that it really surprised me was just how helpful everyone was. Like there was this family in this sort of area of grass next to us, slash dirt, by the way. It was a weird campsite. Anyway, you know, the dad came up, he could see I was struggling and he was like, do you need a hand? I think they'd just been to the beach. And I was like, oh no, no, it's fine. I'll do it. Thank you. You know, but then a little while later after they'd all had their showers, the whole family of five, the dad and the mom came back over and they were like, let us give you a hand. And I was like, okay, thank you. And they did. And to be honest, there was a few things that I wouldn't have figured out. Like there was a certain things that were switched the wrong way around on the tent and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't, going up. So, um, accept help and ask for help. And, you know, actually on the day before we left, uh, this other single mom arrived and she started putting up her tent right next to us. And she had these two boys and I was watching her putting up everything. And I was so impressed because she was just like, Gun, you know, she was doing, she'd obviously been lots of times before by the looks of it, Um, but she was so just onto it. And she had a lot, the tent that she put up was a lot easier and it was a a lot smaller. Um, And she just had a blow up mattress, like a double sized blow up mattress for her and her two sons, who I think would have been around seven and nine. Anyway, she did it all so quickly. I was just so surprised. And then she just waltzed over to me and she's like, Can I borrow your car cigarette lighter? I said, Sure. She said, My. Cigarette lighter thing in my car isn't working, and I need it to blow up the 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 blow up mattress. And I was like, "Oh, it's not a problem, you know." But I was just impressed that she just came up to me, had no qualms about asking for help. And you know, to be honest, if it was me, I'm pretty outspoken, but I still get a bit uh, uncomfortable, I guess, with asking strangers for a favour. So I don't think it would have been as easy for me to just, you know, I would have done it if I had to. But um, it wouldn't have been that easy for me. And she just did it. You know, it was great. So ask for help, accept help. Don't worry about it. Everyone's really happy to help. My third uh, piece of advice for you is bring alcohol. And I don't want to sound like an alcoholic here, but trust me, by the time you've packed up the car Unpacked it, set up the tent, set up this camp at the same time while you're trying to keep your child in close vicinity and chasing them around to get the pegs back that they've stolen and all that kind of stuff. You are going to want a glass of wine or beer, whatever you drink. And I almost didn't bring it. I I sort of saw it and I went, oh, should I bring this bottle of wine? I went, no, nah. and then I thought oh, I'll just throw it in. It doesn't matter. Um, so I did. I packed it at the last minute and. I was just so glad that I did. And when that, the single mum that I was talking about arrived, <laughs> she was so funny. She like set everything up. Then she opens this bottle of wine, pours a glass. She goes, would you like a glass? And I, and I said, oh, I've got one. Thank you. <laughs> and I told her, I said, I almost didn't bring this. And she was like, no, it's an absolute essential. So coming from me, a novice camper and coming from a seasoned camper, definitely bring the wine. <laughs> Okay. My next piece of advice is don't stress too much about the food. Like the food is a bit of a mission and I just don't think we need to be worrying about the perfect kind of combination of vegetables and protein and carbohydrates and good fats and all that sort of stuff while we are camping. You want to make it easy. Okay. Easy is key. Now I went to a campsite that didn't have a campfire. I think it would have been hard for me to start a fire, to be honest. Um, my friend did suggest to bring fire starter lighters or something. I don't know what they are, but apparently they help. I went to a campsite that just had barbecues and uh, like you could bring a gas cooker the advice that was given to me was to bring a gas cooker because the barbecues could be unreliable. So I didn't actually use the barbecue. I borrowed this little gas cooker from my parents and it was great. It just had one of these little jars, it, not jars, cans. It looked like a hairspray can and you just kind of pop it into the gas cooker and off you go. So that was really good. Um, all I did on there was boil water and we had pasta both nights we were there, we had pasta the first night and I brought this homemade pesto that I'd made that morning with us. And we had the pasta with that. And the second night we just had this jar of tomato sauce, like this stir through sauce. So it was really easy and um, convenient and less washing up and yeah, it's just easier. But what I would say is that if you do want to bring like some proper food, do all your food prep at home. I was thinking about all these food options that you could do whilst I was away. And there's so many things you could do. I've actually created this kind of downloadable, which has a, some food ideas on it for you, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So yeah, there's lots of things you could do, like even boiling veggies and, you know, but what I would say is prep it all at home. You can prep salads, chop it all up, put it in containers. It's just going to be a lot easier if you have things ready rather than trying to find things in the dark, in an esky, on this trestle table, with your headlamp. It's just, yeah, it's hard. Okay, so that brings me to what I was going to talk about, which was what to bring and food and all that sort of stuff. So make a list and Check that you have everything. There are some things that you are just going to have to bring. Um, so I've made this list for you of things that I would bring. And I actually wrote this in my phone I didn't make it look kind of pretty like it is now, but I wrote a draft of it in my phone whilst I was camping because I didn't want to miss anything out. And I was sitting there thinking, what else would I need if I was here? And I also wrote down everything that I had. And I honestly think these are the kind of basics, you know, when you go camping and you see the people and they have everything set up, like they have this full on functional kitchen, they have like a living room. This is not a list like that. So if you go camping a lot, you probably have a much better list and a much better idea of what to bring. This list is really for people who are like me and who've never really been before on their own and, you know, need some help. So you can download this list and that's the one that also has the food suggestions on it. But there's some things that I really want to point out that are really important. One that made my trip, and I kid you not was a thermos. It was a massive like three litre thermos and I boiled water right before we left and I filled it up. That thermos had hot water in it for over 24 hours and it was a lifesaver because I didn't have to turn on the gas cooker and boil water every time I wanted a cup of tea and I also had some two minute noodles. So (laughs) it came in handy. So I would definitely bring a thermos and fill it with boiling water and you can also make soup and you know, it's going to keep you going for at least the first night and day and oh, in the morning, you can just wake up and make a coffee or a tea and you don't have to do anything. It's great. So definitely bring that. And then what I did the second day was I just boiled some more water and filled it up again and then I was right as rain again for the next 24 hours. So bring that. The other kind of essentials that I would like to suggest are a dustpan. The tent gets filled up with sand and dirt, like it is out of control. And someone suggested to me that I bring it and I was like, what on earth is that for? But then as soon as I got to the campsite, I noticed all these people like sweeping out their areas, you know, their tents with this dust pan. So it's very useful to have and I used it several times a day something else that's quite important that was suggested to me but that I didn't actually need was toilet paper. Apparently some campsites don't provide the toilet paper or you might have to do it really old school and like go in the bush so don't forget toilet paper. Some of the other essentials that we brought were we had like this battery operated lantern thing from my friend which was just so good because we could just prop it up when I was cooking and it was just great and it also had these two little pop-out kind of handheld torches so that was really good another thing that I'm really glad I brought was this is going to sound really stupid but my washing basket (laughs) because I just shoved everything in there and it just made everything easy to carry from the car to the campsite Oh, if you're going to a beach, bring some beach toys, you know, something like that. Now, something that I forgot that is very important is uh, dishwashing detergent. So I just had to rinse everything out with hot water, which didn't seem very hygienic. So definitely bring some (laughs) dishwashing detergent, a lighter for your gas cooker. And the other thing that was really a lifesaver was earplugs their campsites are very noisy and I wasn't expecting like I actually thought I was going to get a lot more sleep than normal because I thought well you know I'm going to be in bed by eight o'clock what am I going to do once my daughter goes to sleep I'll read for a little bit and then I'll go to sleep too and I'll actually use this take this opportunity to catch up on some sleep but it's very noisy and then we had these little kids well they weren't that little I suppose they were probably teenagers they were playing some you know hide and seek game in the dark and it was quite late um for camping I guess it must have been about eight thirty at night me and my daughter were trying to sleep at that point and they were just you know shouting and laughing being really noisy like right next to our tent and they weren't even really uh sleeping in like a tent near our area and I was getting really frustrated. And then I was like, deep breaths, deep breaths. This is what camping is about. You know, you have to accept the noises. And then eventually (laughs) this mother came. And then my daughter kept calling out to them going, please be quiet. We're trying to sleep. And I was like, shoot. (laughs) And then finally one of their mothers came along and she was like, boys, get back over here. There are people sleeping. There are children sleeping. There are babies. And I was like, thank you um <laughs> she was like sorry um so it is quite noisy and then i also got woken up really early like i think it was at about 4:30 with these kids just chatting in this tent very close to us so it's quite noisy and then the birds as well like it's lovely to be in nature i do love nature but when you're trying to sleep <laughs> it can be quite um you know irritating i guess with these loud birds so earplugs is another essential Okay. Everything else you can read about on my list and I will put a link to download that into the show notes. So you don't want to miss that. Okay. Now, another thing that I would bring is an iPad. Now I know this sounds a bit like, what? You're going camping. You're going to be in the great outdoors. Why do you want to bring technology? The thing is when the sun goes down, And it's dark and it's like 5.30. There's not really much you can do except look at the stars, which we did do, looking for shooting stars. If you have really like, you know, maybe a bit older kids or quite adventurous or curious kids, they might want to do some exploring in the dark or playing, you know, those games with the torches, like Spoto or whatever it's called. Anyway, so you can do that. But for other kids who are not that keen on that, like my daughter, you know, she wanted to look for the shooting stars, but that's like as, advent- as adventurous as it got at nighttime. So what I did was I packed an iPad and before we left, the night before, we went onto Netflix and picked a couple of movies that we could download. And so I downloaded them. Obviously, there is no Wi-Fi at campsites not that I know of anyway maybe you know of ones but um yeah I don't know of any well I haven't really looked into it to be honest but I (laughs) don't expect that's normal so download some movies make sure your iPad is fully charged bring a power charger that's charged up and it's really cozy to like cuddle up in the tent when the sun goes down with your kid and watch a movie together so we did do that both nights and it was really nice oh I have another I just remembered I have another little tip for you. If you bring treats, marshmallows, chocolate, chips, whatever, and if you have them in the Esky and your kid knows they are there, they will not stop harassing you for those treats every minute of the day. That's what my daughter does anyway. So (laughs) next time what I would do is I thought I would actually not let her see me pack those things. I would pack them in a completely separate Esky or bag or something and I would just keep them in the car and then I would sneak them out and surprise her with them at odd moments because it's not fun if you're just getting constantly harassed for junk food and you keep saying no but I was a bit relaxed on it. She did get to eat a lot more marshmallows because I hadn't hidden them. Right. So I was like, okay, I've got two options. I can like blow up every time she asks me. I can just keep saying no. I can just say yes. I, I went for the third option. <laughs> so she did eat a lot of marshmallows and um, chocolate while we were there, but that's what I would definitely change next time. Okay. My next tip is borrow what you can. Don't go out and buy everything because camping gear is really expensive. I started looking into it. The tents, like they can range anywhere up to like $800. It is ridiculous. And maybe you can get a cheap one. I don't know. But if you can borrow some just essential gear, like the big ticket items from your family or friends, um, do it because you you might not even ever go camping again. You might hate it you might not, but who knows, it might be a once a year thing. If you've got friends that have the stuff, just borrow it. Okay. So things that you want to look at borrowing are a tent, a gas cooker, sleeping bags, if you don't have them, maybe a blow up mattress and maybe like a fold out uh, trestle table. So I think those are the kind of big items that if you don't have them, maybe look at borrowing them. Okay. My next piece of advice is don't go too far from home. So we only went, it was about an hour and 15 minutes drive from where we live. If you know Sydney, we went down to Bundina, the Royal National Park to Bonnyvale. Um, You know, it was close enough that it wasn't going to take up too much of our days driving there and back. And I also knew that if we hated it, we could always go home. So that was quite important to me because I just didn't know what to expect. And I thought, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? We could absolutely hate it or something can happen. You know, we just go home. So I think that was quite good for me to know that. Okay. The other thing that I w- suggest you think about is how long you're going to go for. Okay. Do you go for one night? Do you go for two? Do you go for a week? Look, I went for two nights. To be honest, I was ready to come home, but I also think it would have been better if we had stayed another night because the amount of kind of stress just involved in preparing everything to go away, packing it all up in the car. My car was chocker block. Like I had so much stuff. I had tables. I had chairs. I had um, stools. I had... You know, the tent, I had a blow up mattress that I borrowed off my friend, but I didn't end up using that because my family also gave me these kind of foam mattresses, which I ended up bringing because I was like, what if I can't get the blow up mattress to blow up? Cause she told me I need a power source and I just didn't know if that was going to be there. So I just used the, these mattresses that we folded up, these two single bed size bit smaller, really single, yeah, bit smaller than a single bed size foam mattresses, but I folded them up. I had them in the car. I had so much stuff in there. It took a while to fit it all in properly so I could still see everything. So it that was a the mission. Then when you get there, there's a lot involved in setting up your area and your tent and putting everything in the tent and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then when it's time to go, you have to do the whole thing all again in reverse, plus a mountain of laundry. So we went for two nights, but we only left on the first day after lunchtime. So by the time we got there and set everything up, it was like 4.30. And we had two nights, full day in the middle. And then on the third day, we left at about midday, I think it was. So it just felt like I'd spent so much time preparing and packing up. It felt like I'd spent more time doing that than we had actually spent relaxing and enjoying our time there. So I would stay for three nights. And next time, if we go, um, which I'll talk about in a second, yeah, I, I would think three nights is a good amount of time so definitely think about the length of stay that you want to do as i said at the same time i was also ready to go home because the dirty feet thing was really starting to get to me and yeah it was just really full on okay another tip is if i go again i'm going to put a little kit together of things that i'm just going to pull out it's kind of like a plane kit like i used to kind of put these kits together for my for my child when we went on a plane Um, with things, new little toys and things that she hadn't seen before that would kind of occupy her. And granted at the time, they only lasted about five minutes before she lost interest and wanted something else. But now she has a little bit more of an attention span. So if we go again, I think I'm going to get this little kit together and just put like maybe some snacks and maybe a new coloring book or some new textures or something just so that she can sit still while I put the tent up because that was probably the most stressful part for me, um, doing that and the most kind of exhausting and it didn't help with her, um, you know, kind of just wanting stuff all the time. And yeah, it was pretty full on. Like (laughs) you can see, like when you go there, I was like, there was another family there. The ones that helped me on the first day, they were packing up on the second day as well. And it was just, I was watching them well, I wasn't watching them. I sound like some creepy stalker, but I could see what they were doing because I was packing up at the same time. And they were just arguing and, you know, like it's stressful. The camping stuff is stressful. And the the dad saying, I love you, but please just let me do this for a second. And like, you know, he was going off and it was just like, you. the, the tensions are high. Just tensions are high. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to say something quite genius that I didn't think of, but you know how I was talking about the 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 thermos of the hot water? Something that I actually witnessed on the last morning before we left was this girl in the bathroom and she had just a normal kitchen kettle and she just plugged it into the bathroom to boil her water. And I thought, oh, that's a pretty damn good idea. So anyway, that's another little idea for you. Something that I also found out is that a lot of campsites, you need coins to use the shower or the barbecues. So I don't know what kind of coins they use could be 20 cents, could be a dollar, <laughs> maybe bring a selection of coins with you just in case. Okay. So overall we had a good time. It was fun. And I mentioned that I would talk about if I go again or not. I don't know, to be honest with you, it, it was a lot of work and it's something that personally for me, I can probably only handle doing maybe once a year. And the conditions have to be right. (laughs) I can't imagine doing it in the rain or in really cold weather. In Sydney, when we went, uh, despite being autumn, it was still quite warm. You know, the days were in the high 20 degrees Celsius. The nights were cooler though. And um, I'm glad I brought extra, extra blankets because it was quite cold at night. So the, the conditions have to be right for me, I think, to make it like really enjoyable. Um, and I also think if my daughter asks me again, then I'll definitely do it again because it wasn't too bad. I think I'll definitely make sure I go with someone else next time. But, you know, if she doesn't want to go again, I'm not going to push it, to be honest with you. Like it was fun, but yeah, it's just Maybe with another family, maybe when I've recovered properly. And I think it's probably also just my state of mind right now because I have been sick. And I think, you know, I didn't really recover from my camping trip properly before we then came to Perth. And I had all that stress with the whole Perth trip. So who knows? But was it worth it? Absolutely. Like my daughter had such a good time. And it was really nice to see her smiling face and her excitement. And to me, that made it worthwhile. And at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of benefits to it. For one, it's very budget friendly. I think I paid $60. I think it was $60 for two nights. No, $67 for two nights and $12 in national park fees. I think it was $12 in national park fees. So you know, it's a pretty cheap holiday. If, if you can put camping and holiday in the same, in the same phrase, it's a very cheap holiday. There's also lots of things to do. Um, many campsites have playgrounds. I would suggest making sure that you are near some sort of a swimming spot. Like we were near this beautiful beach, which was just gorgeous. And there was also this other beautiful little like mangrove area, estuary thing, river, I don't know. But that was really great to swim in as well. And the other really nice thing about it is that all the kids kind of play together. So with the family that initially helped us, they had this little girl who is exactly the same age as my daughter and they had so much fun together. They'd go off and play and it was really good. Like I had moments where I sat on this camping chair that I brought outside our tent and I read my book. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of, you know, lots of positives about it too. And I actually think it was a good Bonding experience. I think if you don't give it a go, you're never going to know. And you might find out that you have this major love, you know, for the great outdoors. But I think most importantly, you're going to be making memories for your kids. It's a great bonding experience. You're showing them some girl power and you're teaching them that they don't have to miss out just because they're in a single parent family and that, you know, your life with them can be exactly the same as any other family. So I would say go for it. Definitely. I think everyone should give it a go at least once. Okay. There you have it. Those are my camping tips for you. My camping trip tricks (laughs) for you. It is a tongue twister. So definitely go for it. You know, as I said, I think it's a great experience. It's a good adventure. Um, even if you ever do it once, you'll have a story out of it. Definitely a story or two. Um, If you want to get in touch with me, please send me an email to, my email address is julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com or you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm just at singlemothersurvivalguide, all one word. So yeah, definitely pop over and say hi. I absolutely love hearing from you. And I recently posted just saying that my podcast had hit 50,000 downloads and honestly, it just made my day. I've been feeling really lousy and not, like, not physically well while I've been here. So I just looking at that, I was like, wow, um, I'm, I'm so happy that it's, um, you know, 50,000 people are benefiting from, from this. So, and their comments have just been so beautiful. It, it um, I'm just, thank you. It's yeah. Thank you. If you want to find out more about the different podcast episodes or read my blog, you can go to my website, which is just www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. I would love to hear from you. On my website, there's also a link to join the Single Mother Survival Guide Support Forum, which is a Facebook group. So you can click the link on the homepage. It'll take you right there. Just bear with me because I try to go through all the requests about once a week. Um, so because I do run two Facebook groups, that it is quite time consuming. So yeah, please bear with me. I will get to it. And if you want to, you can also book in for a thirty-minute complimentary clarity call on my website, which is finding out all about how I can help you working together one-on-one. It's mentoring to help you get empowered and to live your best life, to thrive as a single mom, not just survive. So if that's something that is of interest to you, please book in a call. We can discuss where you're at and we can discuss if I can help you with whatever is happening in your life right now. Okay, if you have loved this podcast, I would love for you to write a review in iTunes. It means so much to me and I just want to say a huge thank you if you have already done it. It really does just, you know, mean the world to me. And the reason why is that because I created this podcast to really help single moms not feel alone. As you know, if you are a single mom and you've been a single mom for a while, it's really daunting when you first become a single mom. It's overwhelming. You feel ashamed. It's disastrous you know you feel like it's the end of the world and you also feel really really alone and that was like my my kind of I don't know my my motivation behind initially starting the podcast and if you write a review it helps bring it forward and it helps new single moms to find it and that really would mean the world to me because it's exactly why I created it so it would be so amazing if you could do that for me. If you've been a long-term listener and you've never done it, it would be so great if you could just quickly do it. In the podcast app, if you have an iPhone, all you have to do is go to the show, Single Mother Survival Guide. You can subscribe if you're there, by the way, if you haven't already. That means you'll never miss an episode. It'll just, you know, immediately download into your podcast app. And then, You just scroll down and tap the stars, where the stars are, and then tell me what you think about the episode. I would love to know if you've been camping or, you know, if there's something that you got out of this episode, that would be amazing. So thank you so much if you do that. It would be so great. I have one more favor. I've been nominated for the Mummy Blogger Awards 2018, and I would love your vote if you don't mind. I will put the link in the show notes, and then all you have to do is click on the link, and you will find my blog single mother survival guide and my name julia on that list and you vote for me that would be amazing i would love to see a single mom blog win this award that would be so cool anyway that's it from me for this week i'm just looking at the schedule what i have next week Oh, next week's oh my gosh you guys do not want to miss next week's episode I'm so excited this is the book I was reading when I was going camping it's Kerry Sackville's book on dating in midlife it's called Out There a Survival Guide for Dating in Midlife and it's I'm still reading it now I started reading it when I was camping I'm more than halfway through it it is bloody brilliant it is one of the best kind of Uh, dating guides that I've ever read for people in our situation. It's brilliant. Anyway, so I'm really excited. I'm going to talk to Kerry on Tuesday to record the podcast and I've got so many questions for her and I've got to finish the book before I chat with her and I can't wait because I'm just loving it. It's actually just tempting to sit and read it all day. Um, Anyway, so next week, don't miss it. I know that you guys will get so much out of that episode and the week after that, I have another really exciting guest as well. So I'm really excited. I've got some really good things coming up for you guys. I don't want you to miss it. Anyway that's it for me have a wonderful week and i'll speak to you next week okay bye for now